0: Every game, every team, every angle. Locked on game to game,
1: your team every day. Welcome in everyone to game to game SEC edition. I'm Jordan Black. We've got a great slate of week four matchups to break down for you. In total, the SEC put four top ten teams on the field on Saturday. The top tier teams like Georgia and Alabama looking to keep on rolling. While rivalry battles posted Arkansas and Texas A&M against one another at Jerry World. Plus, the Vols and Gators went head-to-head in Knoxville, which is right where we kick off our coverage tonight. The Vols entered action on Saturday, leading the SEC in scoring, averaging 52 points per game. Tennessee's season has been one of steady success, but on the other side, the Florida Gators' upset over Utah on week one remains the high note so far this season. While the Gators came in winning 16 of the past 17 matchups between these two teams, this third one had a different kind of feeling. Eric Kane from Locked On Balls has the postgame coverage.
2: Well, there wouldn't be Tennessee football if it wasn't difficult. Of course, Florida coming back nearly, you know, walking off this field with a win in the remaining seconds, but Kamal Haddon comes down with the interception, preserving a 38 33 win over Florida. Hey guys, I'm your host of Locked On Balls, Eric Kane. Snapping a five game losing skit, Tennessee picks up a win over its rival Florida for the first time since 2016, six years ago to the day. That Tennessee picks up this win. Hendon Hooker, fan-freaking-tastic, was phenomenal in this game. 467 yards of total offense by Hooker alone. Anthony Richardson, you knew he would play like an All-American against Tennessee because that's how this series works. He accounted for over 500 yards of total offense. It was Anthony Richardson and nobody else for the Gators. Obviously he is not injured and he came out to play for Florida, but in the end Tennessee made more plays. Tennessee did well against the run defensively and Tennessee picked up that win 4-0 heading into the off week before going down to Baton Rouge in two weeks to take on the LSU Tigers. But for the final time here at Neyland Stadium on this night of September the 24th, Tennessee 38, Alabama, excuse me, not Alabama, Florida, archrival tribal Florida 33. Stay tuned for more locked on balls as the week goes on.
1: On the blue and orange side of this SEC battle, the Florida Gators who now move to two and two on the season seem to be in the midst of a year that's about developing this young quarterback in tandem with pursuing wins. Locked on Gators' Brandon Olsen explains.
2: Okay, so that was a, a bit of a heart stopper at the end there, but uh, man, Florida Gators fought well, defense just looked horrible, so many mistakes. Trey Dean blown coverage, Amari Bernie blown coverage, Trey Dean again blown coverage. Florida Gators looked pretty bad. Um, had a chance to win there, and you know they 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 did their thing towards the end. They almost won, um, but yeah, no, it just wasn't great. They covered, so yay, there's that. But man, Florida. I mean, you know, you have your guy at head coach with Billy Napier. That's a very clear thing you could see by everything with him. Uh, scheme all good. Talent needs to come up to it. But Florida Gators, you know, future's bright in Gainesville. Two and two, not going to be ranked after this week, but. Yeah, hell of a season ahead for the Florida Gators.
1: In a defensive battle with zeros on the scoreboard in the second half, Auburn simply needed to find a way to get to three and one. An overtime field goal put the win away and keeps the Tigers' season on track, but this was a wild one on the Plains. Zach Blackerby has the postgame takeaways.
0: Auburn Tigers somehow found a way. I'm Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. Despite pretty much punting every chance you could possibly have in the second half, the Auburn Tigers edged out a win over the Missouri Tigers to start out SEC play 1-0. One of the weirdest games I've ever seen, including the ending where Missouri was about to score and walk it in, fumbled inches short, and it was a touchback in overtime, and it sealed it. Doesn't feel like a win, if you ask any Auburn person, but... We'll, uh, we'll see what the future holds for Brian Harson. We'll be talking about this game and what it means moving forward every single day on Locked on Auburn, available wherever you get your podcast. your team
1: every day. Ole Miss shut out Georgia Tech just a week ago and improved from 20th to 16th in the standings. This week, a heavy favorite coming in against Kent State. The Rebs were looking to Zach Evans to continue his strong playoff, that two-touchdown, 134 performance from last Saturday. Here's Zach Willis from Lockdown Ole Miss.
2: Ole Miss survives a sloppy performance en route to a 35-27 win against Tulsa. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis with the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Jackson Dart was 13 of 23, 160 yards and two touchdowns while adding 116 yards on the ground. Quinshawn Judkins had 140 yards and two TDs, as well as the Rebels used a 28-point second quarter to put down the Golden Hurricane. The game was sloppy the whole second half. And you will see people try to talk about how that will be an indicator of the upcoming games of the season, but you simply can't play that game. This game is always was always going to be a trap. Now, Kentucky, the game the media has hyped up all season, is this weekend. How will this game go? Well, tune into the show all next week as we break it down. For more, check out Locked On Ole Miss, your team every day.
1: Well, it was the Southwest Classic as the 23rd-ranked Texas A&M Aggies and number 10-ranked Arkansas Razorbacks went toe-to-toe in Dallas. If either team is looking to challenge Bama for the divisional crown this year, this game had a must-win sticker next to it. Arkansas was looking for its second straight win against the Aggies, so here's John Neighbors from Lockdown Razorbacks to break down this rivalry contest that came down to the final field.
0: Holy cow, what a game. Hey everybody, Joey Ikes here with the locked on Aggies. And the Texas A&M Aggies came out on top in the Southwest Classic, 23 to 21 over the Arkansas Razorbacks in one of the craziest games you will see in college football in any season, much less the 2022 season. A&M fell behind 14 to nothing, came roaring back, scoring 23 uh, 23 points in a row, including a 99-yard fumble recovery return with a handoff to a teammate for a touchdown. And they were able to essentially hang on through the second half after after coming back, getting, getting to 14-13 at halftime, scored 10 points in the third quarter to make it 23-14, and were able to hang on through the fourth quarter. A field goal. With the opportunity to take the lead for Arkansas, hits the top of the upright and bounces back into the end zone. No good. Aggies win twenty-three to twenty-one. Starting SEC play one and O, they're now three and one on the season. Exactly what A and M needed, even if it wasn't the prettiest game they could have played.
1: It's really hard to believe we've already reached week four in the college football schedule. Alabama and Georgia have not disappointed to this point, while Kentucky keeps pushing for the recognition it justly deserves. The Vols are pushing into the top 10 conversation, and Ole Miss may not be far behind now. With every win and loss, our experts on the Lockdown Network will bring you all of the insight and analysis from across the nation. I'm Jordan Black, and we'll see you next time right here on Game to Game SEC.